What I have on my heart, girls, for this conversation is, you know, we're beginning a new month together, February 1st, and I had never looked into until today, what does February mean? And February, you guys are going to love this, in the Latin, it means purification. The Latin word febra means the month of cleansing because February was once the last year of the old lunar Roman calendar. And so we're entering a new month. That means purification, cleansing, and we are all embarking on a fast on February 1st. And so I'd love to talk about what God is birthing in your life. How do you celebrate your life? And uh, how do you celebrate your echoing day? What does it look like to wildly pursue the one who made you, called you, positioned you, and propels you? This podcast represents the Esters and the Azers on the rise. The ones breaking free from societal and religious norms in order to recklessly pursue God's beauty and glory while basking in the wonder of His creativity and wisdom. This is a belonging, a sisterhood, a table. Actually, it's a pool float, a palm tree, and a charcuterie. That's how these friendships came to life anyway. So grab your favorite suit and jump on in. The water's warm. And we've got tons to chat about. From business to family. Wealth creation. Maybe some political banter. And of course, a whole lot of Jesus. Welcome to Girls Gone Holy, where you are free to be wild in Him. Hello, hello, beautiful girls, and welcome back to Girls Gone Holy, where we are wild in Him, for Him, and with Him. I love being with my sisters today, and this episode drops on February 1st. And the beginning of any month makes me happy. I get excited. It's kind of like January 1, this new feeling, this visionary comes out of me. What will this month hold for us? And a little shout out to all the February babies out there. It is our birthday month. Yes, our birthday month. (laughs) Tiffany and I have a birthday in February. We just celebrated Melissa and Natalie's in January. And if you haven't uh, figured it out yet, we like to celebrate around here. We like to have fun. And so I thought, man, Lord, could we talk about, and girls, could we talk about what God is birthing in you right now? Could we talk about even when is your birthday? I would love to know. Share in the comments below or on Instagram. We want to celebrate you this year well. And I'm thinking about this idea of birthday, or just jump right in with it. And this book I'm reading on birth, the mystery of being born, it says your identity is forever stamped with the date. What date? The day you were born. And then each year, you know, it's a huge day, a day for a party or maybe somber regret or a wilting loneliness. John O'Donohue spoke of a birthday as an echoing day of your birth. You were born. You're still here. You're coming to be. The reality of you echoes once more. How is your echoing day marked? And I love that new lens of a birthday. Whenever I meet someone who has a birthday, I encourage them. It is your birthday month. So um, what I have on my heart, girls, for this conversation is, you know, we're beginning a new month together, February 1st. And I had never looked into until today, 
what does February mean? And February, you guys are going to love this. In the Latin, it means purification. The Latin word febra means the month of cleansing because February was once the last year of the old lunar Roman calendar. And so we're entering a new month. That means purification, cleansing, and we are all embarking on a fast on February 1st. And so I'd love to talk about what God is birthing in your life. How do you celebrate your life? And uh, how do you celebrate your echoing day? Oh, this is big. (laughs) First off, I've never referenced an echoing day. And that just feels like so good. I love a good echo. It, It brings in such sweetness and excitability and also curiosity to like, where is that coming from? How is that still lingering? And for us to process like the presence of a Lord as an echo, like his word is an echo in time. It never stops being heard by the next ear. Mm. And then it, it also makes me super excited because I don't know about you, but because my birthday is 1017, October 17th, baby over here. Um, I see 1017 everywhere. Does anybody yes. else see, right? Like your number, it's everywhere. And it's like really bizarre, but it's also like that moment where you're like, ah, oh, I'm here with purpose. Like even this morning I was doing a virtual training and I didn't like obviously look at the clock the entire time I was teaching. But when I looked over at the clock and it was 1017, I was just I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I love those moments. It's like the reminder from the Lord. So I would encourage you guys, if you have never um, done this, this was a gift that somebody gave me a couple years ago when I told them it was my birthday and I was at Clubhouse. And they sent me every single Bible verse in the Bible that was 1017. And I I just loved it. It was the best birthday present. And so go through and find what is that number that's for you and find every single biblical reference of that number and just hold it tight as something that's sacred. Um, There's so much that is being birthed inside of me right now. It's constant. You guys have known since the beginning that I had this like birthing pain when we first met. That's literally how we met was I was in pain of pregnancy. (laughs) That's why we came together. I'm like, I need help, you guys. I am literally carrying a load and I don't know what to do with it. Um, And since I have felt like I have released some of those things and some of those things have come to life, but I don't know that in our becoming journey of becoming more like Christ, that there's ever a time frame that I don't also want to be carrying. I want to be carrying a seed all the time, because that means that I am growing and that means that there's going to be pruning and that's the hard part and the pain part. Um, That means that something new is going to happen. And so whether it's month by month, week by week, year by year, or we were even celebrating the excitement of day by day, like it's a new Mm. birthing every single day, that excites me. And we decided on this fast concept associated to a a new month at the beginning of this year. And we, as a collective, as a Girls Gone Holy crew are doing this. We're doing this with our communities individually. Last month, there was about 150 people that were participating in this fast. And the testimonies are still coming in today as we record. And it is mind-blowing. It's marriage healing. It's health healing. It's business strategy. um, It's individual just revelation. um, New confidence is being 
birthed in people every single day. And if we think about fasting connected to birthing, um, this is not something you tend to do when you're pregnant. It's hard to fast, so don't do that if you're if you're actually pregnant. Um, but I think about that that time frame where things don't taste as good. There's like that thing you crave when you're pregnant, mm-hmm. right? Like people are like, why do you like pickles or peanut butter? Or I really want a cheeseburger right now. You usually crave the thing that you need the most of. Sometimes people will crave milk and it's like, why do I don't even like milk, but I want it when I'm pregnant. So I think about that when I'm fasting, what am I craving? And that craving is different in every fast. So whether I'm craving a transformation, whether I'm craving um, peace, Peace, whether I'm craving a word, whether I'm craving even for somebody else, um, that's really where I am leaning into right now is less about um, what God is birthing in me and more so what I want to birth. And that's that sowing and reaping kind of season that we're responsible for. And so knowing that God trusts us, knowing that we get to um, partner with God in the birthing season of what we want to see, that's the desires of our heart, right, coming to life. Um, yeah, that's a, a, like four different thoughts in one, but I hope that it resonates with you guys. And I want to hear from you all what, what kind of simmers in your soul as we're talking about it. Yeah, that's so good, Tamara. I, I just think back to last year when I started building out my social media agency and I remember, um, it was like definitely birth, birthing, birthing pains but I wouldn't have, I didn't know that when it was happening. I just, this is what it felt like. I remember sitting down to dinner with my husband and he looked over at me and he was like, babe, what's wrong? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, like what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel, um, you know, like, uh," and I just said uncomfortable. He was like, oh, so you're growing. And I was like, good. (laughs) Yeah. He goes, so you're you're sad that you're growing. I was like, no, I guess I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm growing. It's just uncomfortable. He's like, well, then turn your frown upside down. And I'm just like, these are the conversations that I have with my husband. Oh my God, I love it. Okay. There's never, there's no room for any victim mentality in my family or my household. Thanks to I my husband, a thousand percent. But it was just really interesting because sometimes I think when we are birthing something or going through that season, um, it feels uncomfortable because maybe we've never done it before. Maybe we feel the weight of it or the pressure of it or the unknown, but I loved how he challenged me and being like, so you're growing. And it's not usually until after the fact that you look back and you're like, whoa, I grew a lot, but it comes with the uncomfortable. It comes with the birthing pains. It comes with the challenge is where the growth comes. So I think anyone listening right now that's like, man, I feel that, I would say to you, it's okay. Turn that frown upside down. (laughs) God is growing you and that's how he does it. I love that you you said growing, like, you know, and we're talking about birthing and the whole, how it's synonymous to when you're pregnant and then you give birth and in the growth process of creating a baby and all that and all that in the belly. And the thing that recently is I'm sure we, you know, we're called to like lay down our lives every day so that we could pick up the cross and be more like Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and we obviously through our own revelation and through our own testimonies can see those spaces that have happened and where God has done that and where God is continuing to. 
Um, for me, it's in order, yeah, to, in order to make something new means letting go of your old self and letting go of the old things. And that, that in itself is a process. And I know we've said it at another episode, Jessica, you mentioned like that, you know, God, it's a circle. There's like a circle. God, it's not linear. It's not the point A to point B is not just, um, going in a straight line. It's really circular. And so sometimes when we're birthing something new, it's, it's kind of going back to the beginning. It always is. Um, and and so you're having to let go of your old self for the new self and letting God to continue to refine that. And that's constantly a birthing process. And just yesterday, when I was speaking to um, one of my teachers at my school, and we we're kind of talking about just when you're starting something new or you're creating something, right? Because we're always co-creating with God. We sometimes feel in that space that we're like reacting, like, oh gosh, like this happened. Now I have to do this. And you're in reactive mode. Um, in that birthing process. But what God was really showing to me and speaking to her specifically that I was, the Holy Spirit was using me was turning that reactive mindset, which can honestly be kind of a victim mindset, like you said, um, Melissa, to a receiving, where you think that you're reacting to something, but you can turn it to where, no, I'm receiving from what God wants. And so that really is a posturing where when you're reacting and you're like doing something, you're, you're having to externally put something out, like something comes at you and you have to like act, react to it. While, why don't you just turn that when something's coming to you, you keep your arms open, your hands open and you're receiving. And even in like birthing, um, and when you are really going through that process, they even physically tell you to leave your hand, your hands open, right? Don't clench them to leave your hands open, to keep yourself constantly in that receiving mode. Um, and I think that's the big thing about like, what is God birthing in me? And I really want this to be something that Holy Spirit speaks to anybody listening is, when you are birthing something new and what God is doing something new in you, are you in that position when your hands are open and you really are in receiving mode rather than feeling like you're reacting to all the contractions, you're reacting to all the pressure and all the pain points that are coming with that growth and that birth? Or are you really, truly just being present with the Lord and receiving his goodness, his peace, his love, his love, his love, so that he can really birth that new place for you in your spirit? Um, but that it requires us to be in a place of receiving. And receiving is an activation. Receiving is something that you actually, an action that you have to do, um, as well as resting in it. You know, that's an action as well. So I just feel like um, for anybody listening, I think that the big things is, for you to really land on, am I reacting to this new birthing or am I receiving from God in this place? You know what I thought? That's so good. And that, and I, I was thinking too, like that question, I don't know who said it, but what is God birthing in you? Was that you, Jess? Did you say that? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, man, I need to go away later and think and pray about that and mm. journal about it. But what would you say? I mean, to Nat or Tiff is on here or Jess, Tamara, do you guys have an answer? Because I feel like I'm like, ooh, there's something on that. I need to think about it. Yeah. Well, I, I love that question. And one of the re one of the many reasons why I am obsessed with the genesis of creation and the first book in the Torah and the Bible is that when we get familiar with how God our creator creates, we can see him creating. We can see his thumbprint in our every day, in our every month, in our every year, in our every moment. And Tamara, you were saying like every day is a, a gift. And I thought of Lamentations 323, his mercies are new ah, every morning. And even neuroscience is pointing to that to be true. It is true that 
every morning, baby brain cells are birthed. And how are we going to put those to work? <laughs> you know, are we just going to go through the motions and deepen those neural pathways that were there from, you know, decades ago? Or are we going to put them to work and align our thinking and our imagination with the new thing God is doing in that morning? And as we're talking about even echoing day and birthing and and you girls, Melissa, Nat, Tamara, you've you've birthed children. I haven't done that yet. I may not ever do that physically from my body, but I will do that from my heart. I've done that from my heart, I feel. But I'm thinking of in the beginning when God separated the waters, we, man, if y'all don't just geek out and simmer and dwell and hover over Genesis 1 in the original language, just I'm going to invite you to do that this month <laughs> in the month of purification. Just go for it. Have fun. And uh, hit me up if you need help with that. But God created by, at the beginning, parting the waters. And then all throughout the Bible, there are microcosms of our creative God. God parted the waters of the Red Sea. God parted the waters of the Jordan River. And I'm thinking of when you're pregnant and your water breaks, he parts the waters in that moment too for a crossing over, for a birthing, for an, an emergence, for an echoing of this is how I create. I am God. Elohim. Uh, Elohim is the first word of God in the Bible in Genesis 1. Um, Yahweh Elohim. I am the God of uh, the covenant and of promise and of creation. And so I look at the world and, and I always bring it back to God. What does this tell me about you? And then I take it back to the Genesis and one thing that is coming to mind for us in this idea of like birth and Tamara brought up, brought up what are you craving? Uh, craving, another word for craving is desire. We are people of desire and it's a holy thing. It's meant to be a holy thing. And when we keep that in alignment with the holy God, it can remain a holy thing. But, you know, in the beginning, when God crafted, created, built man, he sculpted man. And the Hebrew word there is yasar. And again, I should get my Hebrew husband in here to pronounce this for me, but Y-A-S-A-R. And it means to fashion like a potter to clay. Well, we find that word in Genesis 2 when God built Adam or when God created Adam. We also find that Hebrew word in Jeremiah 1, Jeremiah 1, 5, I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nation. So that formed is like a potter to a clay. And when we think of, I'll wrap it up with this thought, when we think of when God spoke everything to existence, that wasn't the first act of creation. He hovered first. And we know that anything that comes out of our mouth comes from our heart. And so we were birthed in the heart of God before he spoke us into existence. And Jeremiah 1, we were birthed in, we were formed in the secret place before we were pushed out and birthed into this physical world that we all are moving through right now. And so that really helps me know God and know how he creates and know how he births and to be sensitive and aware to the divine activity in my life. It's very uh, rare that we're not jumping over each other with excitement on what to say, but I am processing so much of what you're saying right now, Justin. Like, I think 
the invitation whenever I hear you speak, honestly, is just deeper, which is actually my husband's word for the year. Um, and the, the whole mm-hmm. essence of going deeper with Christ and understanding even the question that you prompted in the beginning, which I don't know if any of us have actually answered what is God birthing in you yet, <laughs> is just this idea that it really is new every day. And yeah. last night I, I was re-watching The Chosen with my kiddos and we started from season one because episode four is about to launch, or not episode, season four is about to launch this week. And um, I'm so excited. I'm going to the theater twice this week, just so you know. As a team, we're going and then I'm going with my family on Sunday because I know I need to go to take notes and then I'm going to go to just relish. So both and. (laughs) Um, But I was watching the episode. It was season one, episode six, in case anybody wants to go back and check it out. And it was with Nicodemus. And I, I was wrecked, you guys. I fell asleep just like in this, um, almost like a, uh, I don't know if you can put these two together, but a somber wail. I was like crying out, holding my daughter's hand because we fall asleep holding hands every night, praying over her and praying out loud to like the desire of being on holy ground. Mm-hmm. And what does holy ground look like for me in this season? How does it look like day to day? And thanking him for the moments that have be- become altars in my life that are holy ground moments, burning bush moments, Mount Sinai moments in mm-hmm. my life. And how profound those are for other people. And the this curiosity, this, this yearning that Nicodemus had and carried in his eyes that then were met by Jesus in that response moment of just, I see your yearning and I am right here. He got down on his knees at that moment to kiss his hand. And he's like, what are you doing? Like stand up. And he speaks to him and he hugs him and he strokes his head, this older man, right? Who's just everything about him screams religiosity. And yet God, and in Jess's words, are is wooing him into intimacy. And that's what I think about when I think about birthing of all the things that I can think about is the word intimacy and connected wow. to holy ground. Because wow. the moments that I birth my children were holy ground moments, even wow. though I was not connected to Christ the way that I am now. And that's a deep desire of my heart as well, um, to just have that birthing experience while knowing Christ as intimately as I do now. Um, I, I see and treasure those moments so profoundly because I can see God all over it in the hindsight. And so I encourage people, if you don't even contextualize what this necessarily means, but you've had an encounter with Christ and you want more, you want to go deeper, that He wants to meet you there every single day. It doesn't have to be this massive, your due date, right? It doesn't have to fall on that particular birth date. It doesn't have to fall in any time zone that just meets you. It's like, Christ wants to meet you right now. And so I I want you to prepare that, prepare that place. Mm. Nicodemus prepared that moment for himself. He saw after Mary, he said, will you create a time? Will you create an opportunity for me to engage with him? And so maybe even just listening to this podcast is 
our way of, of sharing and inviting you in to have that holy ground moment, that birthing moment with Christ, that altar opportunity and exchange with Christ to say, make the time. Because when we make the time and we carve that out, oh my goodness, he's already there. His presence precedes you into that space. He knows that you're going to have this exchange with him. And yeah, imagine God being your actual midwife or the delivery nurse. Like He's like carrying this thing that he created and he's catching it and he's breathing life in that moment. There's like this moment when your child is still in the placenta and is coming out where they're breathing water, essentially. They're breathing what was inside of the sack, and now they're exchanging. They're moving into this new season of, I got to catch my breath. And it's that Yahweh moment of, I breathe life into you in this moment. And so I think about that in these holy ground moments where I'm like, oh, I'm back. I've come back to life because God breathes on us at those times. And he breathed life into Nicodemus in that episode. And it just wrecks me every time. Wow. Ooh, that's beautiful. Augustine says the whole life of the good Christian is a holy longing. And we've heard many times before, I want to read just a quick little snippet from this gorgeous book, The Soul of Desire. Thank you, Kurt Thompson, for your work, the good work you're doing in the world. He says, we are told by many wise guides that this desire, this desire that we've been embodying, that we are birthed with, um, begins and ends with God. God's desire for us to desire unity with him. The idea is not for us to be dissolved into God, therefore losing ourselves, but to be unified with him so that the more connected we are to him, the more we become distinctly ourselves. The depth and intensity of our desire for and unity with God directly and proportionately mirror the degree to which we become the truest version of our individual selves. So I I just, I love what you said, Tamara. I love what you guys, what you all are sharing. I love that we don't even need to answer the question. I mean, maybe at this point you do have an answer for that question. What is God birthing in your heart? Tamara, thank you for sharing that with us. But the, the asking more questions and the, the going deeper. I love that. That's Gary's word for the year going deeper. And, uh, you know, I'm reflected back to like the, the rabbinic thinking tradition was that the, the wisest disciple wasn't the one who had the most answers, but the one who had the most questions. So questions are really powerful, powerful way to help our, uh, spiritual formation with the Lord. And as we ask questions of each other, and we talked all about that, I think in a previous episode, the power of questions. And so this question of what is God birthing in you, it goes alongside with what do you desire? You know, that was one of the first questions that Jesus asked his soon to be disciples. What do you want? What are you looking for? In essence, what do you desire? And a lot of Christians might think, ah, it's not what I desire, it's what God desires. But as we talked about, Tamara, I love, I was just re-listening to the episode on, like, as we delight in him, that's where our delight should be. It was, we were created to put our delight in our creator. He is the essence and the origin and the genesis of delight. And as we do that, we become more ourselves in Christ. So his desires for us are flourishing, are being birthed. And so I think it's really important to pause and ask that question at the top of every month, every year, every day. 
Lord, what are you birthing in me? And then being really honest, like where, as I delight in my good father and Yahweh Elohim, what what am I desiring? What am I longing for? And if I may, I want to share this one thing that I'm birthing this month. I have been desiring this for three years and I have not done it. Honestly, if I'm being honest, a little bit of fear of man, this, that thing has to go in me. I repeat that in the name of Jesus, (laughs) but I am you guys launching a book club this month. I have desired to bring women into deeper knowledge and understanding and dwelling in the word, of course, and literature that supports the Bible. It can help our brain and our imagination come into alignment with the word of God. And so we're doing that. We're kicking it off with this book called The Gift of Being Yourself. And it's by a Christian depth psychologist. How funny this word keeps coming up, depth, dig deeper, deeper. And I, I can't wait. And it's like a birthday gift for myself because I've been wanting to do this for three years on February and I never do. Why? I've, I've talked to the Lord about that, but I'm moving forward. I'm just going to do it. And so we're doing it. So y'all, if you want to read, come check it out. But yeah, I'm, that's a gift I'm giving myself. And it started with the desire in me and it was growing, 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 and I have to do it. And, and so I hope that it'll bring glory to God and goodness to others. And it is such a, it's my little birthday gift to me too. (laughs) No, that's so good. I think the big thing, if you, if I was to answer what that question is, and just even in this conversation with you guys all talking, just you really, for it's receiving and it's so funny because in the last couple of weeks, there's been a few conversations with children and with other people, like I said, with the teacher that I've really been talking to them about being able to receive. You cannot truly give the way God wants your heart to give if you can't receive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked a lot about the birthing and all of these, these real, real, real things that come from the Lord. Um, but the biggest one of them all is like his love, like he, the desires of our heart is because of his love for us. And in order for us to truly know the father, it's also like knowing how we're a son or daughter and like that love mm-hmm. and being able to receive his real love. And so, you know, when I talked earlier about like reacting to things or, or when we're going through those places of birthing that can be tumultuous or scary, or even just beautiful and, and peaceful, you know, um, you're, it really is posturing from receiving God's love for us. And so I think that um, it really is that simple, right? And just all the things you say, Jess, like, it's just, it's so simple. I think we overcomplicate a lot of what God wants to do in us and through us and for us. And um, when he's wanting to birth something new in us, it really is as simple as his love. It always comes back to him and how much he loves us. And I think that um, I won't say, oh, I didn't know his love before. I think that we're always becoming right. We're always our whole life learning more depth. This is not, you know, the the marathon is over when we meet Jesus in heaven. Um, So continuing to go deeper, deeper depth in his love for us. Um, in those birthing times, in those birthing seasons, I think is ultimately what he wants to show us more is how much he loves us. Um, and and no matter what happens, like that will never be forsaken. That That is, he is the truth and the way and the light and, and his goodness is forever. And so I think that that's what's on my heart is to really receive God's love, be a receiver, 
be a true receiver of his love um, in the birthing moments, in the birthing seasons. Um, and no matter what the world and what our eyes deceive, deceive us from and the tumultuousness uh, that we might be walking through, that that never wavers. Um, and I know I, I receive that word as I'm giving it, like the loving waters flowing through me. I absolutely receive that right now in the name of Jesus, that, you know, we have to learn how to receive in a place that we're called to, you know, be takers or even givers and all, you know, but receivers, like receivers, mm -hmm. open your hands and be willing to receive. And that takes humility. That takes, mm -hmm. um, it takes a posturing that doesn't look like the world. And other people might think that you're weak, right? But it's not, it's meek, it's humility. It's the place that God wants us to come to him as, as little children, little children know how to receive with all their heart. And I want to be that. I want to be a little child to God again, and, and never forget that and never never forsake that through my challenges, through my growth, through my age. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I love that. And children celebrate very well. Children are like 182 dates on my birthday. Like, <laughs> Oh, I love that receiving mode. Amen. Amen. Tamara, any final thoughts? Yeah, I just think about that. The birthday and the receiving of the gifts, it all happens. It's a collision, yes. right? That can create like an anticipation is always a part of it, which I yes. love so much. And there's also something on the other side that might require us to get uncomfortable, which is what Melissa was sharing. And if we can flip our lens and we can look to it as turn that smile upside down, I love <laughs> that he said it so gingerly. Um, and it reminded me of the moment that I thought I was pregnant. And I shared this on our, our podcast previously. And my husband's response was, are you sad that you're not pregnant? Or are you, are you just sad that you have to do what God is calling you to do. Like, are you just scared is ultimately what it was. And I just remember being like, Oh no, it's that second part. It's that it's the fear. Like I got to, I have to walk through this birthing process and it's not going to have a cute baby at the end. That's not fun. I want the cute baby that felt easier, but pregnancy was never easy for me. So I don't know why it was like, I knew it was bigger than that. And so now on the other side, just to be a recipient of the gift that God is with you in every part of the birthing process and you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to be concerned and you don't have to self-make any of those things that it's already been curated. Like literally think about it from your mother's womb, right? Like you have been predestined, you've been picked out, you've been set apart, you've been designed for such a time as this. And so whatever it is that you're birthing in the natural or the supernatural or the spiritual or any of those pieces, know that God has his hand on it. And and that's the exciting part, I think, of all the things. That, but that's a trust walk, right? So it's it's yeah. the desires also have to be aligned with a trust activation on the other side. Because I could desire something all day long, but me just sitting there like hoping and wishing mm -hmm. and wishing on that birthday candle is not has to be parallel to activation. Come on. So, that's the obedience. That's the discipline. That's the long suffering. That's the patience. Those are the pieces of fruit that people don't often like to talk about, but they have to come together. Yes. So, yeah. Amen. That's how we participate with that the is. living God and co-create. Yes. You know, we walk through this day, yeah. wherever you are, maybe driving, sitting, on the go, resting, but we love you. Thank you for tuning in. And wherever you go, look at everyone around you. We all have something, well, many things in common, but everyone could agree with the fact that what we all have in common is that 
we all have been born. And if we have been born, then God wants to birth something through you for the world because he desires to have you be a part of his renewal work that he, the living God, is doing here right now. So we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And if you have a birthday in February, happy birthday. Love you. Be fruitful and multiply. I just had to end on that. I'm like, that's what it made me think of. Be fruitful and multiply. So you guys, there's going to be show links below. Uh, if you want to join Jess's book club, if you want to join today and you're listening to this on February 1st or anytime, we're inviting you into fasting with the Lord and experiencing mm -hmm. what that looks like inside of you. And so those links will all be available. I'm so excited to have you as a part of the community. And we hope that you share and give us some feedback. Anytime people share, we always share on our stories. So follow us over on yeah. IG. Jess is handling it over there there and uh, we'll be celebrating these birthdays we're talking about. So go learn a little bit more about each of us individually and uniquely. We love you guys. Have an awesome day. Wild out. Eight. <laughs>